everybody, this is Goldilocks, and you are listening to the Atomic Podcast. The one, the only, listen to it, like it, subscribe, they love you, we love you, and check me out on social media, all over the place, Goldilocks Rocks, Goldilocks Band, and Goldilocks, you don't need no man, check me out on YouTube and all your social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, making her return back to the Atomic Podcast, Goldilocks. Goldie, how are you? I'm making my return. That's a big deal. I'm great. It's the end of the night, and I'm going to pretend that I'm not shot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy... (laughs) Is it doing that these days? Go ahead, honey. Happy 2017 for you. Oh, happy 2017 to you. And um, did I even say that right? Probably not, but thanks for having me on. It's all good. Not I'm a... not drunk. I just slur. <laughs> it's all right. Um, last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about the power of positivity. If you look at social media these days, you'll find a lot of negativity, especially among wrestling fans. It can be easy to get sick into arguments and negativity. How do you stay positive in, when engaging on social media? I write a really crappy email telling somebody to shove it, and then I push delete. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty simple. There, I mean, there's one time where I went off so hard on somebody that I got flagged from uh, Facebook. It was it was just so like what I wrote back was so horrible that like it just flagged like every. I'm surprised like the authorities didn't come for me so. I really try to stay off, and um, like when I do these these talks to kids, I do a lot of school talks all across America. I pair it with the health and wellness hustle that I have, mm-hmm. so that I can do both and talk to the kids for free since I'm already there anyway. And um, what in the hell was I gonna say? What? Why? What, what was? Where was I going with this? <laughs> in the schools, something about oh God Almighty. It's been a long day. I've been traveling all day. Where where are we just going with that? Help me out. No, no. You, I was saying that you know it's easy to get into um, arguments and negativity. Like, how do you stay positive when engaging on social media? I had a really good point about like. Oh wait. Oh okay. I got it. Thank you. So (laughs) I tell the kids. I tell the kids. um, Choose your friends by who chooses you, and I choose my friends or. I choose my interact my interaction by like who's liked my posts, who's commenting, and then I take my time, go to their page and you know like a couple posts of their kids or their grandkids or something positive because you know unless somebody's just a doucherama, then I just enjoy blocking them. Like somebody <laughs> that was so mangled looking today was like, "Are you single?" And I mean, it just I mean it looked like it put the lotion on its you know, something in a bag. I was so creepy, and I'm like, why can't it be just some, you know, hot 35, 37, maybe 40-year-old dude, really successful, goes <laughs> to the gym, but no, it's like somebody that looks like they live in their, you know, a basement of some animal, or I don't know, that's who usually comes after me, but I really try to pick people to engage with that have done something positive for me. Like, there's just... I literally was weeping earlier today. I guess I must be getting ready for my cycle or something, but oh, no. just <laughs> at the amount of um, 
comment on the new video that I posted for You Don't Need No Man. It's YouTube, Goldilocks, You Don't Need No Man. And so I just got back from a TV convention where, yes, it would be nice if they're like, you know, oh, here's your new TV deal. It doesn't work that way. It was basically like they told me to start doing more and more work, like put out a new video, which takes me a long time to do an edit, by the way, put out a new video every week and then ramp it up to every day. Oh, my God. I already don't sleep, so I don't know what – I'm going to do my best. And even when I put the videos out, people have to engage. I'm looking at analytics. I mean, some of my posts get nine to 11,000 opens, mm-hmm. but yet three, 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 T-H-R-E-E, three people will hit like. You know, it's like what 11,000 people opened it or looked at it. So last night I just said, could you please go over to the channel – leave a comment, and all of these people that I never even thought paid attention went over and did it, and it really moved me. So those are the people that will always get my energy and my engagement, my praise, my love, and the rest of these sons of bitches, I don't know if I can say it or not, I sound like my dad, (laughs) you know what, I I don't have time for you, I don't have time, and let me tell you, these kids that I go talk to and then they let me in private mode on their Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. I mean, they go at it crucifying each other and nobody can see it because it's a private account. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wonder like I've got friends that won't let their kids have those accounts or the kids have to communicate through the parents. I mean, it's just, it's so hardcore the stuff that I, and I'm looking at some of the stuff they post like, wondering when I'm going to be old enough to post things like that because it's way beyond me. You know, it's just like triple X, like some of this, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And people are in the dark, but the kids let me on and they trust me. And I mean, I don't say anything much, but somebody was talking about something the other day. And I think she was in like ninth grade and she left a comment. And I just said, you know what? I like big fat roosters too. I just like to go out and do a barnyard and find myself a nice fat rooster. I go, they're nice animals. And, I, and I'm sure she was embarrassed, but it's like, don't post that stuff. You're going to have an employer that knows that you like plump roosters in ninth grade. And I don't know that that's going to really get you the job. So back to your original question, that's how I handle it. I only direct my attention to to the good people, to the people that have content that I like, and I really wish everybody would quit private messaging me and crying and saying how overweight they are and how badly they feel and their metabolism is slowed down now that they're older. Okay, I understand. I feel that way too. But then, you know, quit posting like, hey, here's a shortcut on how to make a deep-fried chocolate-covered Twinkie and, you know, look at this nacho pizza with extra I mean stop posting all this stuff it's not helping anybody so you know what I don't even go to people's pages that post crap Mm -hmm. because I don't want to see it I I don't want to be thinking about a bunch of junk that I don't need to eat if I want to die of a heart attack or coronary arrest or something so really it goes down to the best people are who I try to surround myself with a lot of them that I work with now with you know the other hustle that we talked about so you know what Get off the pages with, oh my God, with the politics, I'm done. (laughs) You know, I'm done. You want to talk in a a circle or a group and you know who you're talking to, great. If I 
got some like-minded friends and I'll give them a call and we'll talk politics and religion and whatnot. But really every place else, like the gym or the water fountain or the airport or the, it's just, it's not the place. It used to be, you know, don't talk religion or politics. There's a reason for that because you just end up pissing everybody off and offending everybody and it's just, there's a time and a place. Okay, I'm done. All right. You're asking me a question. All right. Um, what's been the biggest thing you've learned about life or discovered about yourself since we last spoke? Um, what, since we last spoke? Oh, I have a good one. Okay. Want to hear this one? Sure. I was at that TV conference. I had a very powerful man who I wish he was listening because he could really change my life and career right now. Thank you, Mr. TC. Um, <laughs> he said... You really know your audience, Goldie, and um, you communicate with them really well. And I got to thinking about that, and what I learned and discovered since the last time that we've talked and spoken was why I, and I'm putting myself over, why I'm a special person, and I'm a, a very interesting conduit and a liaison to many different groups of people. For instance, the wrestling world, to the mm. music world, to the LGBTQ world, to a bunch of hardcore redneck, you know, conservative hillbillies. I mean, there are so many different people that I have the privilege, no matter what their backgrounds are, walks of life or whatever, that pay attention to me. And I don't take that for granted. I think it's a big deal. I'm honored. And I think a big responsibility comes with that. So since I've last talked to you, I don't rant as much as I used to on my post and whatnot. Because who gives a shit? Nobody wants to hear it anyway. So try to say something, even if I'm accused of unicorns and rainbows flying out my ass, that's fine. At least maybe I said something to make you feel good or inspire you. There's enough crap out there. I can't even turn the TV on without that. So I guess I learned that I've got an even greater responsibility than I thought. And that I bring some interesting people together and maybe some goofy way through me they can just get along for a hot second and not be throwing stones at each other there there's my answer on that one next all right uh, <laughs> um normally i don't talk about politics but given that our current president is the wwe hall of famer what do you make of the current political climate in the country um i'm a fiscal conservative who loves people which i make uh, nothing that I really believe in is consistent or it's consistent to me, but it mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. Like I don't fit in a category and sometimes I think, I don't know. I saw, I saw a meme today on Facebook and it was, now I'm not saying which side I fall on with all of this. Like I love people. I want everybody to have a chance, but like, it's always interesting when you see like the point was it was a, it was a homeless veteran mm -hmm. and God, there are so many veterans around that I see holding up their signs, mangled, um, a quadriplegic, uh, maybe they're missing one leg. And I just wonder, like, where are the people rallying for them? You know, when, when our vets get sick, they can go to the VA hospital for, like, a very short amount of time. And then because I have a lot of friends with parents of that age that are veterans, it's like they kick them out after a certain amount of time. It's really messed up. And I just wonder sometimes, I'm all for other countries and helping others, but sometimes I just think, like, the attention doesn't always fall on the people in our backyard. So I don't know if that makes any sense, what I'm trying to say, but um, 
agree with him or not, that's your business. That's mm-hmm. your right. That's mm-hmm. your opinion. But mm-hmm. how you go about displaying your opinion, you know, is my business. And I'll give you an example. I was in Washington, D.C., got off the plane, caught myself a cab, and there was a there was a protest group. And they were throwing rocks at all of the cars and bricks and big objects that were smashing windows. And the lifts, the Ubers, and the cabs all got off the road and idled. And I paid for two and a half hours of a protest. So we found a different route and they opened up the roads. That's not really fair to me. I'm, I mean, you, you have the right to speak your mind, but not when it's hurting other people. When we got to the hotel center bar and everybody was just up in arms and sitting there, of course, talking politics. I've been in Washington, D.C. for the last six days. You know, one girl said, well, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with destroying public property. It's not personal uh, private property. And I'm like, you really don't think there's anything wrong with destroying public property. And I mean, that's where I just started to think, like, what are we doing? So he's our president. The last eight years didn't go very well for me as an independent contractor and a, and a, a small business owner. There were a lot of things that affected me. Um, I watch a lot of other people getting a lot of stuff as I work my ass off. I'm, I'm just going to shoot. I'm going to just shoot yeah. across shoot. the board. I work my ass off and I sleep maybe three hours a night. Everybody knows it. You can follow me on all my social media platforms and see that I'm always hustling and I'm always working. Yet it seems that I'm always getting penalized or I'm always having to pay this or this and that. This has to be taken care of. And there are not necessarily loopholes for me. But I do watch, you know, some of my neighbors who cut through my yard with poopy pants and a case of 12-pack of Natty Ice, you know, shuffling through. And uh, I can send you a picture of that one. I'd be happy to post it. Two men cutting through my backyard that crap their pants, drunk. <laughs> and I know that, you know, I know that 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 was given to them somehow, or you know, I just I just know. So I see a lot of people in in the a neighborhood that I'm in. I'm in a poor neighborhood, beautiful building that I'm at. But I just wonder sometimes, like, does the help that the government gives them is that going to something that is useful for them? Or I've got a lot of friends who pay child support, and a lot of them are men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've played in bands for years with a lot of them, and then. I see and hear firsthand, like, the kids aren't necessarily using, the money isn't going for the kids necessarily, mm-hmm. but it goes towards the bitchy moms or this or that. And I'm not saying in all cases, I'm saying firsthand, some of the situations that I know and hear on the tour bus and running around town, like, I, it just, sometimes it just doesn't always line up. So, he's our president, let's see what he has to say and do. And, you know, it's been, like, how long? Like, a week? Yeah. days? Yeah. Just, you know, just like I said, the last eight years did not go so well for me. But did you see me posting about it? No. Did I talk to anybody about it? No. Maybe my dad. Maybe my best friend. It's how you handle things. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And for a lot of the ways that people are acting all across the country, in any place else, you'd be shot and killed. Or you'd have your tongue ripped out or your hands chopped off or, you know, I travel the world. I'm, you know, I do. The first time I was in Japan and saw the, the, the stores at night with the doors cracked or ajar, I, I didn't understand. I was like, aren't there a lot of robberies? No, there's not a lot of robberies because they'll cut your shit off. So the same way is in, um, I can't think of what countries that they're in, but the laws against 
hurting an animal or abuse or not taking care of your animal are so strict that there are no animal shelters because they don't have to have any because the laws are so strong penalizing you for not being on, on top of your game that there's no need for that. So I, I just I just think maybe some of us need to be a little bit more in check. And I know if I was the president of the United States, I would suck. First off, <laughs> there would be 10,000 cats running around the White House. And, you know, there would be a, a lot of mandatory desserts for everybody. And, you know, I'm just saying, like, if you if you really think you can do a better job, then, then go apply. You know, you chances are you can be the president too so that's about all i'm going to say about all that i'm just kind of tired of everybody constantly going on and on about things and they're getting their facts from like you know facebook or something oh i have one more thing sure there was 30 people going off about something that donald trump president trump just did and they were going at it and going off and i mean i was the only semi-conservative person in this entire conference, in this hotel in Washington, D.C., right in the heart of it, down the way from the White House. And I listen and I listen. I'm like, oh, my God, this Donald Trump, this President Trump, he's an asshole. Judging by what they said and the programs he's cutting and all this stuff. So in the cab on the way to the airport, on the way home, I looked up the names of the programs. They were they were nothing, nothing mm-hmm. at all having to do with what 30 people standing around an elevator were talking about. Nothing. In fact, <clears throat> there were some things that he was cutting that our tax dollars were going to that were the most absurd things I'd ever heard of. And I won't get into that, but like, my point is, is know your facts. If somebody really did something that's wrong and you can prove it, then you, then you can have your opinion on it. But if it's just hearsay or water cooler talk or Billy Bob like the two guys that crap their pants walking through my yard you know I'm just not going to take what they have to say you know very seriously I'm going to take it with a grain of salt and the last thing is no matter what's going on politically be respectful of everybody's background and opinions because you don't, don't know what made them have those opinions or what happened to get them to that point like you don't know maybe somebody was raped or forced you don't know like Mm -hmm. maybe that's why they have the opinion that they do about abortion and this that and the next thing you don't know so just be respectful you know you can ask questions or you can just nod your head and smile and move on you know like you you don't have to get in arguments with everybody so Mm -hmm. that's my take on all that i'm sure i'm gonna get hate mail but whatever (laughs) um my next question is um it's still fairly early in the year and a lot of people are trying to get in shape and live healthier obviously fitness is a big part of your life how do you find the time in your busy schedule to maintain a a, um, a healthy lifestyle again it goes right back to choice mm-hmm. like i choose to not sit there and stare at stuff online that is going to tempt me to want to eat things that i know at my age and my game stage of the game it's just probably not a good idea now um ironically one of my team members in health and wellness is uh tracy taylor we yeah. have interviewed and talked to mm-hmm. um we've talked about tracy tracy and i right now are basically doing a competition diet even though i'm not going to compete she might compete but in three months with the diet and the exercise that we're doing we're going to be pretty jacked up and we're going to look really good like bikini model ready Mm -hmm. now the diet that we are both on is beautiful food it's 
a lot of fish and grilled chicken, broccoli, brown rice. You prep it all on, on, on a Sunday. It goes into storage containers. You don't even have to think about it. I bought my food for the next two weeks for $52. That's it. Wow. So basically $26 each week is what I'm going to spend for the next two weeks. That's nothing. I'm eating great. I thought about it. It's premeditated. Don't say, oh, it's so hard to eat right on the road. First off, everything doesn't need to be a freaking super size. And now it's extreme and maximized. Basically, when you go eat these portions, it's four to five times what your body actually needs. So just reel it in, drink a big glass of water before you sit down, and you'll be just fine. It's just common sense. Most of it's portion control. You can still enjoy the foods that you love. But even that with the moderation, it's like have it every week. Like choose a meal every week that you really go with a friend and enjoy or special dinner that you make for your family. Like you don't need to abuse that and just be like, gorging all the time just because we can and the more you cut back on your food portions your stomach shrinks you don't need all that stuff you don't feel bloated you don't shit your pants you're not gassy and just sluggish and you know it's it's not hard so it's not a challenge for me at all and even when I do go eat something that I shouldn't I don't really feel that great afterwards so it's easy for me to just go back on the horse and eat the things you know, that I should eat and take the products that I know really do add value to my life. So, and then the other goes back to the other thing that we were saying earlier, you know, pick friends that support you, hold you accountable. And, and, you know, don't pick that friend that's going to be pushing you to go eat badly. I was supposed to have a big cheat meal with a girlfriend of mine this weekend because the band isn't playing. And then at the last minute I said, can we still go to a movie and go to the gym and hang out? But could we please eat something healthy instead? And she was all about it. Not, oh, I really wanted to go to Red Lobster and, you know, eat all the cheese biscuits and all that. She was like, yeah, let's go someplace that just has a nice piece of fish or some steak or chicken or whatever. Like, hang out with people who are going to help you rise to the occasion. And you know those people that are just douchers that constantly are trying to skew you to do something wrong or drink too much or hang around with people and hurt other people. You know what I'm talking about. So, again, it goes back to your personal choice. Put your big girl boy pants on and decide that you're strong and you're going to do the right thing. Again, not perfect. I screw up all the time. But at least I go in every day with the mentality that I'm going to do my best and try. Mm. Obviously, you're passionate about your music and you had success in the industry. But what's the toughest part about that rock star lifestyle? The toughest part about the rock star lifestyle is, like, we just got asked to, you know, open for, like, one of the biggest acts of all time tonight, and I'm on a high, and I'm all excited, but, like, who am I going to tell? Like, I just barely told my own band, because I don't want them to get their hopes up if it doesn't fall through, if it doesn't go, if it does fall through. Okay. Um, that's kind of hard, and then the other thing is, is, like, you're on such a high and you're answering emails and all these people have wonderful, beautiful things to say and it's like a ton and then you have to deal with, if you want to be transparent and accessible, then you have to deal with people saying really creepy, crappy, icky things and it does, it does kind of pierce your soul sometimes so you have to just take it with a grain of salt, do the best job that you can but like, you know, I'm not you know, Beyonce, where I have an entourage of people protecting me, I'm me, and then because I do stuff with 
you know, other hustles, then I have to be accessible. And you never know, like, what's going to get fired at you. And it's, sometimes it's just gross. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, like, literally gross fired at you read between the lines on that one so you know i get some pretty nasty pictures sent to my inbox and i'm just like i can't unsee this you know yuck yeah there you go that's interesting you've got such great questions what a educated cool dude you are you always ask great stuff oh thanks goldie i'm only as good as my guest so you're awesome thank you you had an ordinary guest tonight. I'm sorry about that. All right, I'm gonna get to regular basic questions. Um, no, you can't. But I, I mean, I just got back from Washington D.C. It was a disaster. It's like it made me feel really badly that all these people are just filled with hate and they're not even like giving things a chance. And I don't know. It was it was a very icky, unpleasant experience being there over almost a week. Get to the next question. Here we go. Alright, um, what was the most fun you ever had in TNA, and could you ever see a circumstance where you were involved in the wrestling business again? I still am involved in the wrestling business. I do indie shows, and I oh. show up, and I do guests and whatnot. I would love to go back in time with TNA and appreciate what I had. God, what a dumb, stupid kid. I just didn't, I didn't know. I just didn't know. And I didn't know how great, like, Don West and Mike Tanay and even the Jarrett's, like, this wealth of knowledge. And I was just such a punk-ass kid. Just the same thing that I was when I got my record deal and I was working with everybody at Paisley and Prince. And I just didn't, I didn't know because you're too young and you get things given to you and handed to you and you don't work for it. And I just got the role handed to me as backstage interviewer. I didn't know what wrestling was all about. I didn't know these men and women and how hard they work and sacrifice and the history and the psychology. I didn't know any of it. I was just so freaking stupid that, oh, my God, I wish that I could go back. Now when I'm working with people like, you know, Tracy and I do some business and Micah Taylor and Chris Michaels, like, at least I get a chance to do some interviewing and talk about some things. Um Diamond Steel showed up at one of our live events at our band shows in Louisville and just, you know, there's just like this unsaid coolness when you have been in that world and that video is actually out. I think it's Highway to Hell. It's on the Goldilocks Band YouTube channel. Diamond Steel at Gersel's and like he got up on stage and started laying into me and then grabbed the guitar from our guitarist and like People didn't know what was going on. I mean, you could hear a pin drop. They were terrified that he and I were going to fight. And it was just chaos. It was so awesome. It was so awkward and uncomfortable. And that's what I miss and love the most about wrestling is you just get this, like, fearless vibe from that. Like, you know, the first pay-per-view that I did in front of millions of people, I had no idea what I was doing. I think I did shit my pants. I was so nervous that <laughs> no clue. Here, go out there and go interview Ken Shamrock. And, about what? The guy spit on me, I think. I don't know if that was a shoot or a work, but oh. I got a little wet. And, um, you know, I mean, I wish I could go back with what I know now and not just be so... But maybe, maybe that gave me some charm. I, I go back and I look at the interviews and I, I look so put out by everybody and I was sarcastic and dry and sometimes it, and I'm my own worst enemy sometimes I laugh and I'm like that's that's actually pretty funny like I really do look annoyed by everybody and it was an interesting role because up until then just every chick was just you know slut ball 
So, okay, great. Look, we've got enough of those. I can do that just fine. Every girl can have sex and have babies and all that. That's amazing how we can do that. But, you know, I did bring something different to the table, and that was sarcasm and constantly rolling my eyes and getting annoyed by the guys. And I think maybe that brought out a little bit of a different side to them or actually made them work for it a little bit. So who knows what it would have been if I was or wasn't there. But, um, you know, I hope that people were entertained you know that's what it was sports entertainment so I hope I entertained I hope I asked good questions and I never knew what the hell was going on on that show things changed like right before I would get ready to have everything down they change it all and you were just flying by the seat of your pants people don't know what's going on backstage or behind the scenes and you know of course I would love to go back and do anything with that I love tv but the wrestling world, now that I just know so much more about it, I wish I could fix a lot of the things I, I screwed up and did wrong. But, you know, everything's, what's the phrase, 2020 hindsight, or I yeah, don't know. Yeah, hind- like yeah hindsight is 2020, basically. Yeah, or half a dozen some eggs are rolling <laughs> off a duck's back of water. I don't know. I get them all balled up, but you know what I mean. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do, um do you still have any friends from TNA or any enemies that you made from there or I really have no enemies of mine if people don't like me then that's their problem um I'm sure there's plenty of people that don't like me but I just adore really pretty much everybody from TNA I'm still in contact with a ton of them a ton of them are on my health and wellness team we, we work together that's the biggest joy that I have is being connected with people, making money with them, changing other people's lives, helping, um, adding value, and then doing fun things. Um, Tracy and Micah and I were at their gym uh, a couple weeks ago and did some interviews where, like, I literally look back to the TNA days. I look put out on them, and I was going to edit a lot of that stuff out because Mike talked over me and said some smart-alecky things. But I'm going to leave it all in there because it's funny and it's real. And, um, you know, I get a chance to work with those people. So I don't, I don't, I really don't have an enemy in the world. I, I don't have the energy or the time. And people hose me over and have screwed me over so badly. And honest to God, I don't even remember it. I don't care. I'm tired. There's so much to focus on and people to help that I just don't even hold I just let everything go. I let it roll off my is it a camel's back, something like that. Duck in some water. I don't know, something's rolling off something's back, something, some oil, whatever, oil spill. I let it all go. Um, I, I, everybody that I think of from TNA, and the more I go back and see these interviews, and oh my God, like some of them are 2003, 2004. Like, look how many years ago that is. And yeah. um, I was watching one tonight with Low, uh, Low Key and Elix Skipper, AJ Styles, and Eric. I mean, it's just like, Elix Skipper was so good to me. He never hit on me. He was never gross. Um, so many of the guys were so good to me. Like, they just treated me like royalty. They were really, really, really good and kind and sweet and supportive. And nobody ever did anything that wasn't a thousand percent awesome to me. So I certainly don't have any, any enemies. And you know what, if people want to talk some smack about me, then, you know, maybe they just have a small dick. So that's your deal. Not mine. (laughs) Just kidding. Somebody just came to mind. Not an enemy, but you know, whatever. He's kind of short. So anyway, um, what was I saying? You're going to ask me another question. (laughs) 
Um, what goals are still left out there for you? Is there any, anything you haven't achieved yet that you have in your sights for 2017? Yes, I want to be the female version of Jesse Palmer. So I would like to be at any given time on three different shows contributing. I don't need my own TV show. That's a lot of pressure. But I sure would love to be a part of one where I can really capitalize on a female entertainment brand that's positive and encouraging and motivating and sarcastic and makes people think. Like, I really don't mind telling somebody, you're eating too much, reel it in. Or, you know what, you're just being too negative. Come on, let's lighten up. Or, hey, you know, you're really pretty. Like, let's go out and find you some clothes that fit you a little bit better. Maybe not so tent-like. Like, come on, let's get sexy. Let's look good. Like, I just... I think guys and girls, and especially women, in the older that we get and they have kids, and it's just like everybody needs, even guys, everybody needs to really remember what their best features are and, and what makes them tick and what's great about them. And that's my favorite thing to do is to point that out. Like maybe somebody's got really big boobies at, at the show. I like to point that out because I don't. I'm just in the shadows rocking my small C cups, you know, pretending someday I'll be an adult. But um, I really like to point out what's good, and I think TV would be the best platform for that. It gives the band prime picks for shows and appearances. I've got the best band I've ever had with oh my I'm just in love with all of them they're good kind-hearted people that are funny and they're good looking and they smell decently when we're traveling that's a huge plus they're just great guys they have integrity some are more on the right side some are on the left side we all get along we respect each other's viewpoints and our religion and and politics and I just want the best for them ever and I know that a tv platform would, would do that, you know, because we're not 20 years old anymore. We're not going to just go out and get some record deal. And you know what? The 20-year-olds aren't getting record deals either anymore because everything's not like it was. It's like you basically have the world in the palm of your hand. You can go do whatever you want to do, but you got to get up off your butt and do something. I mean, there's so many different outlets and platforms for you to do whatever you want to do, whatever business you want to start, whatever your dream or your aspiration is. It's like get out there and hustle and promote and market and you can do it so i can't wait i just can't wait till that god wink that moment in time comes around where all these flipping seeds that i plant every day because i mean i hustle hard i just can't wait for the right one to pop up where it's supposed to be and that's going to be what i do so some sort of tv in in the future definitely have deals on the table and things that are being pitched and pilots that have been shot and whatnot. But you can sit there and, like, put your feet up and say, all right, come to me. Um, we, or you can just get out there and say, all right, those seeds have been planted. We're going to water them. We're going to take care of it. But it's time to plant more. So that's what I do. I don't ever, like, I just do my thing and move on. I don't sit there and wait for stuff to happen. I, I, I try to make more stuff happen. Mm. How did you and Tracy, like, met? Tell me the, the history of that relationship. You know what, I was just emailing Chase Stevens today, thanking him for asking me to be involved with Arcadian Wrestling. I came on as the initial photographer to shoot all of the stuff, didn't even know what it was, and um, then I started going to the matches, and I uh, 
Leah invited me to set up my health and wellness stuff, and and I did, and I, I met Tracy and her husband Mike and Chris Michaels, and just all these just salt of the freaking earth people, and that's all from Chase Stevens, who is he's a pretty pretty awesome guy as well. Um, little crazy, little crazy. I'm not gonna say that, Chase. You know, I think you're crazy, but <laughs> heart of gold, and um, like it's just so beautiful how one person's introduction can just you know if you're if your brain and your heart and your everything is in the right space and you're just like and I mean Tracy Taylor Tracy Shearer and her husband like they are probably the greatest people I've met in a long time like I just I guess I have a girl crush on her but not like that you know <laughs> I have a cat I'm single I just look forward to her texts every day I look forward to talking to her every day she is so positive. I went into her gym in McDonough, Georgia, and, like, literally had tears coming down my eyes because I was like, oh, my God, look at this girl's branding. Look at her marketing. Look at how her husband just has done all this stuff to the gym to just make it their own. I'm like, what beautiful people. And I met them through wrestling, and they're great parents. They love their kids. They're just great members of their community, and... That's all through Chase. So it was through Arcadian Wrestling. I really met the... God, there's so many people that I met through that. I, I just can't even tell you. Like, just a whole slew of, of folks. And, you know, I hear about people like... Um, I just found out that Andy Douglas, who's Chase's, you know, tag team partner yeah. of the Nationals. My God, he's got this insane Nashville neck and back chiropractic clinic that's like a mile from my studio. And yeah. I just I can't wait to run into him you know there's just there's all this great stuff all this joy find that find the things that you can connect with find the dots on top of the eye and cross your t's and ignore all the rest of the crap don't get sucked into that on social media or around town or in line at the grocery store like find all of the Tracy Taylors and the Chase Stevens that introduce you to all these people find that find people that are like you and then lock arms with them and hold on to them and make sure that you're the best friend that you can be to these people and do whatever you can to be a steward and, and help them out but man arcadian they just oh tracy smothers just one of the the coolest guys that i ever met just so intelligent just a freaking walking encyclopedia of knowledge for wrestling he was so good backstage in the locker room about giving advice and mentoring and helping and making sure people were listening to him like are you listening to me are you he really wanted people to listen so that he can he could share um gangrel oh my god like the nicest guy just i mean full of just i don't know god or something like he's just a badass and just the kindest things come out of that guy's mouth and so humble. And you, you're like, you're like a freaking legend and you're just cool to everybody. Like that's a superstar to me. Even now online, I'll like ping him once in a while. And he's so gracious, always takes the time to get back to you. Like they really bred a lot of, of talent. And I know that those guys are out there. Um, the King and Queen, um, Sean, what the hell is his last name? I can't remember it. Um, Francisco and his chick, uh, Stormy, like, there was a lot of very, very lovely, lovely people that came out of that, so I'm just so blessed to meet all of them. 
they're they're great people, all of them, every last one of them. And um, my final question for you, Tracy, is what's next in the horizon for Goldilocks? You called me. Tracy, I know. I know. Okay. I know. No, but you know, because I'm just gonna call you out on it because it's funny. She's a badass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I definitely want to see that. Oh my god, that's I'm hilarious! Gonna, gonna, I'll just post it tonight and I'll tag you in it. So yeah, ta- you can see yeah. the beauty. <laughs> the uh, beauty of my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Let, let me just ask this: Like, how do you deal with dudes that are just like so random and just like will come up to you and just say some random things or send you messages and you know some random stuff? Like, how do you deal with that? Do you just block them? Do you like cuss them out? Like, what do you do? anymore i used to cuss them out or whatnot i it's not even worth it because the thing is is they will like the protesters that threw the rocks and the bricks at the car the cab that i was in like they don't care if it's positive or negative like they just want you to interact with them so like i guess i just treat it like a dude would you know like a dude that doesn't want to talk to a chick anymore and they just like don't text you back i'm like god that's so cold blood and then the chick will just keep you know, pitter-pattering away, and, like, I don't do that. I guess I roll, like, a, like what society says a dude is, and I just blow it off. Um, I do block a lot of people. The minute they get funky, I block them. Um, I got a super hottie patati that's messaging me on Instagram. He's been to a couple shows. Hot as crap. Like, but you know what? Like, I will, I'll message him, and it'll be, like, three days. He'll read it. Like, the whole, I read your message, and then I don't respond. Kiss my ass. If you don't even have the time to respond to me in a couple of hours after you read it, like, I get it. Okay, you might be at work. Yeah, whatever. You know, if somebody's hot enough, you're going to go take a piss break, okay? And you're going to text them back, like, can't talk, I'm pissing, but, you know, I'll talk to you later. And they're like, don't, don't front with me. And, you know, you've got a girlfriend, or you have a wife, or you have something like so that mother trucker is going to get blocked. I don't care if he he hasn't done anything wrong and he's going to get blocked. 
Because I don't want that energy out there. Gee, I wonder why he reads my messages and doesn't respond. I don't care why you don't respond. Get lost. I don't care how hot you are. Whatever you, whatever you're doing, like get lost. And that's back to the original conversation. Like, I don't hang with anybody that isn't just salt of the earth. Uh, my bandmates, I don't have to ask them to do stuff. They just do great stuff for me. That's who you want in your life. You want people that take the initiative to just say, you know, what can I do for her today? <clears throat> what nice, kind act can I do? Is it? Can I share something? Can I like their content? Can I send them a cute little picture? Can I, I, I? I've got one friend. I swear to God, she puts money in my PayPal account. Wow. Sometimes it's five bucks, and hey, go get a Starbucks on me. It's not about the money. It's that somebody thought of something, or send me a little thing in the mail, or whatever your love language is. Like, hang around with. Hold on, I have to cough. <clears throat> hang around with people that that add value to your life and, and goodness. And if you're listening to this still and you've got some dead weight, you know what? Cut them loose. You don't have to like say anything or make some big overture that you're exiting stage left, but just, you know, start to answer messages and texts and calls less and less and go find some precious people. And you know what? I guess what I tell this, the kids, they may not look like the friend that you, uh, think that they should be or would be they might not dress as cool as you'd like or maybe they're a little goofy looking or they they're shy or you know but but there's really beautiful people out there pick your friends by who picks you who's giving you the attention who's bugging you you know I've bugged you a couple times about some stuff mm-hmm. not a lot but it's like clearly I'm legit and sincere when I bug you about stuff that I'm trying to help so as far as dudes that are just, you know what? Sometimes I even cry if I'm in a bad mood or I'm tired. Like I'll just put my head down and cry and just think, like, you know, why is this happening or why do you have to pick on me or whatever? But then I just get mad and I think, quit being a pussy, quit crying, get up, go to the gym, go do something. I yell at myself and get back on the horse. But yeah, the creepy guys, it just gets to be like, it makes me feel badly for the women that aren't as salty as I am. Like, how do they deal with it? Or girls that are afraid to like, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Oh, my God, let me in the room. I'll hurt his feelings for you. You know, like, (laughs) there's so many people that are, like, so afraid to, like, even in business, like, oh, I don't want to hurt. I had somebody do something the other day, and I was like, you know what? You didn't hold up your end of the bargain. I've got no problem telling you uh, this transaction is done. Like, I'm not going to follow through on what I said I was going to do for you because you've done nothing on your end. So basically, you're taking advantage of me. So no, uh-uh. I have no problem saying that anymore. But a lot of people are just timid or chicken or shy or whatever. So I don't give those guys any energy at all. I just kind of just phase them out. And too bad that hottie's got to be such a sketch. He's sketchy. He's going by the wayside. <laughs> I think I'm going to block them right when we get off this <laughs> You know, I, I think a lot of hotties are usually you're the sketch ones. <laughs> People who are pretty packages usually have a messed up inside. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, but I think I have a decent outer uh, outer appearance, and, and I'm not messed up inside. So, And some of the people, the person you called me a minute ago, Tracy, yeah. Tracy, she's got an amazing exterior. Yes. No, I don't. I'm not looking at her like that. She's got an amazing <laughs> exterior and the most beautiful yeah. inside to match. So, 
that, I mean, I, I, maybe a lot of times that's true, but not all the time. Yeah. There's some really good people out there. So. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, Goldie, um, promote your social media, promote any upcoming events you have. Social media, I've got just Google, G-O-L-D-Y-L-O-C-K-S. Um, really what I'm hitting home right now is the band YouTube yeah. channel mm-hmm. um, and Goldie Locks, You Don't Need No Man. That's a YouTube channel. Find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's just Goldilocks Rocks. Here's my question and call to anyone listening. If you happen to see any of my posts, would you just hit like or thumbs up or something so that, you know, you're not falling into that statistic of, you know, 11,000, you know, views or opens and then three thumbs up. Like, just just engage because I'm, like, actually really trying to do something. I'm not, like, some, you know, dippy doo little chick that just wants vanity likes. Like, I'm actually really trying to do shows on my own that help other people and empower them and I mean if more women knew how to do stuff then guys could just you'd get laid more there you go watch my show because tell your women about my show because they all know how to do things they won't have to bother you and you'll get more sexy time there you go that's that's my pitch in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) thank you Goldie and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by real mobile devices have a good one folks